0: What will you do to unlock innovation? In today's fast-paced world, innovation might not be enough. Tomorrow's pioneers of change will need to be agile, able to adapt, and committed like never before. Your host, Santa Vending, invites you to listen in and join business leaders from around the world as they share their visions for success in our future business challenges.
1: Welcome to Mind Innovation. I'm your host, Sana Vending. I'm always excited to learn. And in today's podcast, we'll talk about agility, product development, and customer value. I want to welcome Sahanshu Sevastava. He's an accomplished product and customer executive. He's the business owner of Navikana that focuses on business agility, coaching, and customer success. Previously, he was the VP of customer success at SAP, focusing on driving people transformation together, together with building an organization. So, welcome, Suhanju. I'm so glad you're here today. Um, tell me about your, your passion about Agile product management.
0: Sure. So, let me start with uh, myself first, you know, I, I, I know how I kind of got into the agile world. Um, I started my career on the shop floor and um, I witnessed uh, the lean manufacturing um, and, uh, you know, just in time, Kaizen, Uh, those type of concepts which were coming from Japanese companies uh, back in the early 90s and that's when I got out of school. I was in uh, computer science uh, uh, CAT, CAM um, from a mechanical engineering perspective. I exposed to these softwares and then um, started bringing the agility and the speed to production. I have witnessed that I have seen that I've seen the, the, the challenges there. Um, later, I got into the software building uh, work and uh, joined a company called PTC, which is in Boston here, the, in the product management side. And, but we were doing very traditional waterfall way of doing things. And that's how the world was at that time in yeah. you know, late 90s and 2000s. And then um, I was a bystander in terms of uh, looking at how the agile Manifesto is getting created. Um, I saw some of the articles and stuff, but I didn't understand what it means, you know. But we started, uh, you know, utilizing as well as uh, adapting some of the XP type of functionalities at that time. Like, how can we make the delivery faster? Mm-hmm and uh, uh, fast forward to when i came to sap uh, that's where the company where i worked for 14 years was transforming for, to to become an agile company and it was becoming a cloud company so it's uh, if you look at the transformation the cloud transformation everybody a lot of people think that moving to cloud is just a transformation and that's what we are supposed to
1: that's <laughs> a challenge
0: yeah <laughs> that's a challenge and then um you know that's where i started uh, to pivot uh, and 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 see how we can do quick releases which was uh, totally foreign concept for SAP customers, because SAP used to release whenever they want to release. Okay. Yeah. And we were, and then we, I I got into the whole SDLC uh, life cycles. That's where my real agile um, product management, you know, realization started. And we started many new things like uh, I had remote teams. So we used to do remote ceremonies, you know, which yeah. is totally, unho- I mean, now we are in uh, you know, COVID phase, so everybody yeah. is remote.
1: <laughs> now we're doing it, yeah. <laughs> yeah,
0: we're doing it, but we, we did it back in 10 years back, you know, yeah. uh, people sitting in different locations and we were doing 15 minutes, uh, you know, standups and design thinking workshops we conducted with customers and we really drove the product. Uh, fast forward, we saw the customers and the, the products which were most successful were the ones which were driven by customers. Through the, these these processes, and they were facts which we brought to the company, and that's how we pivoted, and that's where my agility journey started. Yeah,
1: that's good. So, how do you use that t- today now? Because you have a lot of insights, right, on that customer um, demands or what they're looking for. How do you how do you merge that in? Because it's not every organization that are used to to listen directly to their customers.
0: Uh, right. So. What, what I'm using it today, I'm, I'm, one is I'm learning, I'm, I'm teaching this and coaching this to my company through uh, through now with, with the clients, yeah. but throughout my 10, 15 years of my career in the past 10 years and 15 years with agility, I have learned like what are the elements which need to be focused on. So product discovery, product delivery, and the customer success. I think all these three pieces come together when yeah. you're moving to the cloud. Okay, so I bring that type of um, knowledge in terms of how you connect these dots together and, and how do you focus on the customer value? How do you make sure your OKRs, your business values are reflected and you are moving, shifting, shifting to the left and shifting to the right?
1: Yeah, so, so is that, a, a, are you helping or developing like a product mindset in, in these organizations that you you go into or Absolutely. what are you what are you developing here?
0: So here what I'm doing is I think that uh, the mindset of project based mindset has to be shifted to product mindset and that has to be translated into people transformation. So it's a yeah. project to product to people transformation. And people only change. I mean if you think about me and you, I will only change my habits if I change it from my heart from here right? Where I really see that it's in it for me, right? And if it is not, then I will not change. So changing that is a very, very tricky, um, I would say, ordeal for for companies. And uh, that's what I coach. Coach. So,
1: and I think this is really interesting, right? Because you can go in and, and tell about, or you can see the company that then there is a transformation that needs to happen um to stay in business uh, it, it could be that kind of life urgency um so how do you i know you say you, you can it's communication right you need to communicate why are we doing this why do we have this transformation but but the people it, it's um it's not an easy one to solve how to to get everybody on board how to get that transformation how to get them for not being resistant which is a natural of different phases you have the one that is resistant and then they I don't know if you say they want to see the light and then they change or they or they join the transformation and being part of it. So um, I, I think when you go in, you will always have some groups that loves it, you will have some groups that say that will be this resistance. So what's what's your secret sauce for the resistant part of, of the of the people? What what That's do great. you what do you do?
0: That's a great question. So um... I will tell you the skeptics and the resistance uh, re- people are more than the ones who um, take the prescription just like that. Where they will not start, you know, eating the pill just off agile, <laughs> you know, just like that. Yeah, um, It's a, it's definitely um, a mindset change in terms of uh, what is in it for them. So the the secret sauce is that we always talk about customer value but we need to really think about what's the value for our product owner what is the value for product manager what's the value for the sales guy what's the value for the marketing hr all the teams which are connected and the another secret sauce is that product should be owned by entire company you know it's not just owned by product owner like we call it product owner as a ceo of the product yes yeah. in- in some shape or form it is but it doesn't mean that he should be driving he knows all the answers and so on and so forth and every time i go and i tell the product owners that you guys are ceos but you are not responsible for the product success by the way and they'll say oh, i love you because you know they have, <laughs> because they are they get so much pressure that they yeah. have to make the customer success uh, or and the product successful and all the kpis and all the numbers they are tracking is their responsibility so what I would say is that that the secret sauce is that people to internalize that product success is their responsibility. It's a joint respons- responsibility. Um, we all are responsible for the success of the product, which translates into the business success, which also translates into the customer success. And then the other, ris- other secret sauce here is uh, for those skeptics and for those people who are resisting Yeah, um, is is to coach them, you know, to really listen to what their problem is, okay? What is that they feel will not work? And usually what happens is that they will have a very valid point because they have been successful in the past, right? Yeah. And they are extremely successful people. When you talk about all these buzzwords of agility and scrums and Kanban <laughs> and all that, you know, it's yeah. overwhelming for them, and they're like, "Yeah, we have been doing this, but we know it is not going to work." Because the problem is this. So, yeah. what you do is you take that problem which they're talking to, and yeah. put the, contextualize with these prescriptive methodologies which are out there. And nobody should be, um, you know, uh, forced to use a specific thing like you, uh, not the Scrum or Spotify or whatever. You know, you have yeah. to adapt the way it works for your team. And this is about the team making that decision so once they start taking the decision their skin is getting into the game and then they start changing and it is a slow process but that's the transformation happens so these are the three yeah
1: yeah i I really like that so what about trust because i'm sure again you you have the resistancy but also if you have a team and cross-functional team you have to make sure that there's a trust um across all the departments
0: yeah. So have let you me, have you seen you, anything
1: you, there? Yeah. Yeah,
0: let me ask you how do you get how do you trust someone? You only trust someone if there's a transparency. You know, I'm I'm married for 25 years with my wife and uh, you know the trust between us is that there's a transparency part, right? She she can take my phone and and see whatever is is there. Right? <laughs> so the transparency part is extremely yeah. important. And okay. and um, in in the whole agility process actually advocates the transparency okay among the all the stakeholders so if you tell the business guy, say this is the reason I this sprint is going to be totally dedicated for technical debt and this is the reason and show him the fact show him what the problems are then the business guy will actually say okay I it makes sense you know because you're being transparent to them yeah and I have seen that happening you bring the viable people the usable people and the uh, and the people who are knowledgeable about the product, the technical guys, bring them into the into a room in a, around a, a round table, and just just show them the reality that this is the problem, dude. Can you help me? I mean, this is what my problem is. And yeah. then they start empathizing. So trust trust can as people will be mistrusting anything as soon as they find out from somebody else. Okay, then okay. they will start. You know questioning,
1: so that's what it is. That's that's what it is. Okay, so what when when you get the take me to the next one here. So critical thinking, right? Because if Mm -hmm. you're saying this is the, let's solve a problem together. um, You need to have the mindset, or you need to be. I don't know if you need to be good at it. You can be better at it. But how Mm -hmm. do you get a a team? Because you will have the person that's silent. You will have the person that's the outgoing, right? We there's certain roles. People just like when you went to school, right? You always oh my God, I get back to that reunion. Yeah, <laughs> and then no, you, no. You, you go into that, that person you were at, at that time. So in a company, you also have these all kinds of personalities. So, right. so how do you start the, the critical thinking and making sure that everybody actually are speaking up? Is that, right. has that been a challenge?
0: Absolutely. That is the challenge because uh, a lot of time people are not available. They don't prioritize you, your, your uh, agenda. They come to your first meeting and then they see that they're just sitting there and listening to somebody, you know, talking about technical issues. And then they retract, you know, next time they're not available. So absolutely. This is, this is life. So here what happens is that that's where the product owners and the product managers role comes into play. And I teach them that, every time you every meeting even if it is 15 minute meeting you have to have and everybody who's in part of that meeting you should have um uh, agenda for that person why he's there what's his role in this particular thing what do you expect him to bring and what do you expect him to get if yeah. that is not clear it shouldn't be the disaster. meeting yeah Certainly. okay yeah so I think it's again it's a it's a muscle building. Like uh, sometimes product managers will say, "Okay, that's not my job." No, it is actually that is what your job is. Yeah. Your job is not to chase the KPIs of you know product success. You know your job is to bring these stakeholders in the room and have a very solid um, participation. And if if you're not clear about it, and you that that's where the trust issue starts creeping in. Yeah.
1: Oh, that's like full circle here yes. <laughs> um how do you then keep because it, it's, it's also important for a, a company right to stay innovative or stay creative or stay be agile and um, right. keep evolving um not sometimes you can say yeah you want to be faster but that's not always the time the measurement you want to be it, it's you you're making sure that you are evolving so right. what what kind of of um skills right because you can say skills of the new currency what right. kind of skills are you going in? Do, do you go in, in and, and saying, oh, this is the assessment. Uh, I, I looked and I, I did an assessment. Or, or how do you guide um, or coach a company in the right direction?
0: Right. So uh, again, this can be um, uh, like, let me give you an example of, uh, of a company. Like a uh, majority of the companies I am uh, interacting with, they are on-premise companies. They have been traditional companies successful, right? But then they are moving to the cloud, right? So they're, they have to build this new, muscle of moving to the cloud having cloud services and a new pricing model subscription based or you know yeah. pay per, per use and stuff so you what you asked uh, is that this is like a skill building right yeah and how do you how how do you do that so here what again you know uh, looking from an outside in perspective that's where my uh, you know moving right um, uh, comes comes into play where you have to bring the customers you know and his persona to the middle, okay? Look mm-hmm. at it from his perspective that what is the value this person is trying to access from the service or the product you're providing, okay? Yeah. So, um, and again, you don't have to build any software or anything like that. You have to just sit down and think about it from his perspective, okay? So like um, Agile Methodologies talk about story mapping and creating those two, do that. You know, yeah. I mean, it really helps everyone to come on the same page visually looking at what is the value which we are providing end of the day what is the path this particular individual will go through through the process and it doesn't have to be the end customer even if you're not building products as per se this is just empathizing this is the product mindset which needs to be so so the skill which is there is the product mindset everybody think from a product perspective and um, the way the products are built from a value perspective and then Visualizing and uh, and uh, you know the terms are design thinking and others, but visualizing how a person is going to go from A to Z in yeah. terms of interaction and where the values are really getting delivered or not.
1: Okay. okay. What about then innovation and creativity? Are you are you born with it, or can you be taught <laughs> it, or what? What do you think?
0: Aren't are we all creative people? <laughs> 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 we We are creatures, and we 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 are creativity is something which we are born with, you um, know, uh, but I, I don't know if you can, you can teach creativity or innovations to anyone, in my opinion, but, um, but if you, if you bring the teams together, the innovations happen, right? Yeah. And, and you, if you encourage them to think outside the box, you don't, um, you know, uh, shush anybody's idea, uh, you know, just, just, you will see that a guy sitting in in, in 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 India in QA team uh, gave me one of the best ideas for our products to bring to the market. I mean, he was basically asking me why we're not doing this way. And I'm like, brilliant. Uh, why we product managers didn't think about it, right? Yeah. So what I'm saying is that innovations, and you can't create an innovations department and their job is to just innovate. That that's doesn't work, right? So I think this is uh, uh, a culture which needs to get created. Again, this is a mindset thing where- yeah. Innovation can be um, can become an outcome of the creativity which team is doing in terms of brainstorming, in terms of, hey, why can't I do this? And a lot of time, I always say to my teams that go crazy. You know, think you have unlimited budget, unlimited resources, unlimited everything, right? Just go for it. And then the crazy ideas come into the, yeah. the board. And then they are the ones who will say, oh, this is not gonna work, this is not gonna work. So let them own it. And that's where the ownership comes. And that's how the product team becomes empowered as owning this product and success of the product. And that's yeah. where product owners, you know, their pressure gets diluted because the whole team owns it.
1: So, so with all these many ideas, it's also important to fail fast. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't take forever. So how how because again right I, I can see your passion here and get everybody in and you get all these ideas uh, budget is unlimited which is great I want to work for you now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, so so the the how do you get the then the mindset if you want to say that to say okay how do we how do we validate it how do we how do we fail fast. So you can get down to saying, okay, we don't take these 10 features in the software. We, the five here is actually the one that, that will be the ones we should select. But of course but you have to go through the validation. How do you get there fast?
0: Yeah, so failing fast is a great thing, but fail forward. Okay, <laughs> always, all right. So uh, I don't mind if you fail, but fail forward so that you're moving. And number two is that validate validate with the people whom you're building this whatever it is and you're failing ask them that you failed and they will tell you why you failed because you did not do it so it is basically an interaction the sooner you do that the more you do the um, uh, cross-checking with your end customer the better it is for you and you will come closer to what exactly the value which the customer was looking for. Yeah. So, you know, I, I think failing is a, is a great thing which can happen to you. And I will tell you, I've seen teams getting even more empowered in terms of creativity when they see that the, my previous idea, which I thought was a brilliant idea in the world, yeah, completely, you know. <laughs> it's not good. <laughs>
1: <Okay>. <laughs> I really like you, Ron, you're saying fail fast and fail forward. I really, yeah. really love it. That's a, that's a great way to, to, to look at it. Because then it's not negative. You actually you are you're moving and, and and learn from from where you yeah where you were yesterday on it. Right. I really love that. So in in terms of innovation, uh, what's the most important thing you can do in your space?
0: Well, I cannot emphasize um, that that bring your customers closer to your organization. I mean, end customer, whoever it is, because you will be surprised that majority of the companies i go to i meet like an architect or a qa lead or a QA somebody in qa or in development and i say so when did you last time talk to a customer and he will say never and i'm like seriously never ever no i have never so the, for them it is um i'll give you an example um, i was working with a team which was in india and they were in pune a big company big uh, deloitte uh, Team, mm-hmm. and uh, they were working with a client here who was in America, and uh, this client um, builds products for their internal associates, like shop associates. Okay, yeah. So, um, I asked these guys that Have you ever seen? Uh, have ever been here in America, to and gone into the shop? And they said no, never. No. And I said, Have you ever, you know, gone into the shop like as a, as a like somebody walk you through yeah. this? The yeah, Be in the no. shoes,
1: right? In the shoes. Yeah. So we yeah. did that.
0: We actually did four hours of video conference with the entire team just talking yeah. to this associate and just walking around in the through the aisles. I will yeah. tell you it was a mind-blowing exercise for them because it's the first time they saw that the unit itself is so heavy, the guy gets tired. Okay. Yeah. And yeah. that is the problem. So yeah. for them to provide this feature faster is because this guy gets tired very quickly. Okay. Yeah. Because it's so heavy device. Those type of things are unless and you go through the shoes it's an observation
1: person. right it's not it's something you see in a spec but but seeing it that that's a struggle with that observation can help empathize yes yeah.
0: and then you empathize with the person and uh so i think you know you ask me like what's that um, the most important thing you can do in your space is that if i can bring the people together yeah and and you know and bring the customer let customer drive i sap we had the most successful product which I was responsible for was driven by customers and they used to love it. They used to say that we are the product managers and you know. Yeah. That's just history.
1: Absolutely. So how do you because with customers, how do you get customers to be part of that? Because they have a busy life you know, right. they where they're working with. Yeah. Um, do you create a focus group? Or is that like back in the 90s that you called it a focus group? Or, <laughs> or how do you what what's in it for them? Because sometimes they're not a their customer at a certain time and then they're focusing on on other product development if that's what they're working on, or they're using the tool. So what's in it for them to come and say, hey, can we spend an hour, I don't know, every month, every week? What's in it for them?
0: Right, so there are forums which you can create and there are a lot of like you said focus groups, so customer advisory board and customer uh, value groups, and uh, there are a lot of things which you can do. But I would say that this is the job of product managers, by the way, you know, this is where the product managers come into the play where they should be able to bring five to six customers together in terms of telling them, exactly, I mean, transparency is very important. So telling them that why do you want these customers to be part of this cadence because, yeah. and, and just tell them that guys, you know what? We want you to drive our product, okay? I will tell you there will be a lot of customer folks who will be sitting there and they they will say, okay, that's cool. Um, so you think that my features will come sooner in the product? And we'll say, yeah, absolutely. And you know what really happens? I've seen it. That when you bring yeah. six, seven customers in a room and each one thinks that his product is, his feature is the most important <laughs> one, right? Yeah. Yeah. And then they start listening to each other's problem. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then then we start prioritizing with them. And then yeah. you will see that even I, I had Walmart in my room and Walmart yeah. put his requirement down because he thought that his problem, the other guy's problem is bigger. Because it's bigger. Yeah. It's empathy. It's transparency. It's a yeah. trust. that start bringing it. So the customers, if you don't make it interesting, they will not come. So you have to okay. make it interesting. And that's the product yeah. manager's role. That So it's it's a lot of work. And this is exactly what I teach, that how do you orchestrate your entire meeting? It's it's a one-hour meeting. You have to have, as I said, agenda. You have to have um, everybody's role, well-defined, questions yeah. to be asked. Everything it has to be orchestrated well. So I think yeah. that's how you bring the customers in. You can call it different ceremonies like uh, customer advisory board or whatever. But you know, these people get pulled into so same. many such yeah. things. Yeah. That yeah. if you give this type of thing that let's work and together and bring this product and build this product together, different game. Wow.
1: Okay. So looking and reflecting, this is always good, right? What would you tell us to 10 years ago?
0: <laughs> I don't know. I will say that keep moving and don't let the failures, uh, hold you back. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, I mean, 10 years back, if I, if I really knew that, um, I have to really think more from outside in perspective. Okay. Which I yeah. learned in last 10 years, um, I would have started from there. I started very internal, like inside out perspective, you know, because I come from a traditional SAP, very successful company. And, um, you know, we always thought that we know what should be there in the product, okay? We had product roadmaps and we had like next five years defined extremely well.
1: To details. <laughs> exactly, to details
0: yeah. and to everything. But then when we started, my job was to respond, I was responsible for adoption and we build the customer success type of arm, um, customer uh, adoption management type of teams. And that's where I learned that, you know, Oh, by the way, I should have started from there, you know, from the customer, from the outside perspective. I think 10 years back, um, if I have to tell somebody, um, you know, I, that would be my advice and keep trying, keep throwing darts. Don't worry. Maybe one dart will go and punch somebody's eyes. It's okay. <laughs> but just keep, keep throwing things, keep, keep putting different channels and uh, don't be afraid of failures.
1: That's good. I, I really, so thank you so much for being on, on my podcast today. I, I'm going to use the one fail fast, fail forward. That's, <laughs> you, will, you will see. I'm going to use that one from now on. But, but thank great. you so much. Thank you. If you enjoyed this podcast and if you like to hear more, please subscribe wherever you like to listen to podcasts. Until then, stay curious and keep learning.